Uh, you know, welcome everybody to Trust the Pot Process Show. Uh, here's Chris Reed. I'm super excited today to be joined by uh, Brent Gleason. Uh, Brent is the founder and CEO at Taking Point Leadership, uh, former Navy SEAL, keynote speaker, and now a best-selling author. Thanks for uh, joining here with me, Brent. Hi, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So. Brent, um, you know, just for anyone, you know, I kind of did a quick little overview of, uh, you know, who you are and what you're doing, but maybe you want to give everybody just a quick little uh, synopsis of, you know, who Brent really is coming from your from your point of view. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, just a, a quick uh, rundown. I grew up in uh, Dallas, Texas. I live in California now, but I uh, still claim to be a Texan um, and uh, did my undergraduate education at SMU, uh, degrees in finance and economics. I uh, studied at Oxford University in England for a bit and then actually worked in finance for a year before uh, leaving that job to join the Navy uh, to a, at least attempt to make it into the field training program. Um, we can talk about this later if we have time, but it's kind of a funny story because Actually, one of my fraternity brothers talked me into this crazy idea. <laughs> so oh, no. It was a major. <laughs> yeah, it was a... he was one of those guys who had wanted to be a SEAL since he was a young boy. And I right. had never really had any significant aspirations of joining the military at all. Um, my dad had been a, a Marine uh, during the Vietnam era, did not deploy, but had never pushed military uh, on me or my twin brother at all. So, joined the Navy in uh, in 2000. Uh, joined Bud Class 235. Bud stands for Basic Underwater Demolition Seal. It's the first six months of the 18-month training pipeline, and graduated. Joined SEAL Team Five. Uh, unfortunately and ironically, 9/11 occurred literally two days before my class started the advanced portion of training, and that really began the entire transformation of the military and the special operations community. Uh, into what is our now constant state of change in our post 9-11 reality. I uh, did several combat tours, a couple to Iraq, Africa, and some other places, and hadn't planned on doing it as a career. So um, took those experiences, uh, left the field teams, went to graduate school to get an MBA, and uh, had since then become a, a serial entrepreneur. Another thing that <laughs> I had no aspirations of ever doing, I just figured I would go back into finance or you know real estate investment development. And because that was at the time when the real estate economy was just thriving, the bubble was uh, getting bigger and bigger, and nobody had any idea that the global economy would collapse. So <laughs> I figured I would ride that uh, wave all the way to the top. And, uh, and that's just kind of a quick rundown. I've built and sold a couple companies since then and have been uh, building the speaking and leadership development uh, and culture transformation uh, business for the last six years. I speak about 60, 70 times a year all over the world. And, I uh, do a lot of longer-term engagements with organizations who are trying to uh, lead change, go through any type of transformation, and uh, and or improve their culture and employee engagement. Uh, so we have a lot of different things we do in that arena. I'm uh, married to my best friend. We have three kids who are 12, 4, and 2, so we're really in the mix of insanity. <laughs> so that's uh um, and I'm on the executive board of the SEAL Family Foundation. Uh, we support the families of our active duty and fallen operators. And my uh, family is also an ambassador family for the March of Dimes. That's just a wow. quick synopsis. That is a, uh, a good cause at the end there. That's, uh, that's really nice to hear that you're, uh, you're giving back because um, that's yep. a big portion um, in this world is to give back. So, but wow, what, what a career so far, Brent. Uh, you know, kind of what I heard and I guess going into, uh, you know, the premise of this show is, you know, trusting the process. Now, heard a few things there is, 
you didn't have plans to do a couple things and you know those plans that <laughs> didn't you know the things you didn't plan for seem to have led you down a, a pretty a pretty good path so uh, I guess my question you know for you Brent you know based on your background and where you've been is what does trust the process mean to you um, and how has that really kind of led you to where you are by trusting whatever that process may be to me, trusting the process is in large part about your own personal goal setting approach and mechanisms. Um, I really believe in the philosophy of constantly pushing the boundaries and confines of your comfort zone, because in my experience, kind of based on two of those major transitions, it's, and I think you would agree with me, it's outside of our comfort zone where the magic really happens. Mm -hmm. uh, when we stay comfortable and in, in, in our little bubble in our, our small world, that's where you're just going to remain. <laughs> you're not going to open the door to endless opportunities and possibly even things that you never even pictured yourself doing. But when you consistently push your comfort zone and take calculated risk, I say calculated as the emphasis, not just willy nilly risk, but taking calculated risk to push those, uh, those boundaries of the comfort zone, uh, you again, open up a pathway to opportunities of things that could completely change your lives your life or the lives of other people around you and that's just kind of my philosophy on on how I've lived life and but once you decide to take a little calculated risk and, and go for a, a lofty goal uh, beyond that it's about hard work and discipline and discipline really does open the door to a happy fulfilling life um, and I really believe that in that philosophy of, you know, the harder I work, the luckier I seem to get, <laughs> which translates to there's no such thing as luck. <laughs> it's really just about discipline and hard work. Absolutely. No, and I think, uh, you know, for myself, I, well, I wasn't in, uh, it wasn't in uh, Navy, a SEAL team, but, uh, you know, I was in the Canadian military. And I think the one yeah. thing that was kind of distilled in me and that, uh, that piece you mentioned is that discipline piece um, and how important discipline is in everything we do. Because uh, there are days, you know, for myself, and, and I'm sure you, and I'd like to even ask you about what your experience is, but, you know, those days when, you know, we all are human at the end of the day, and we all have those days where we just really don't want to get out of bed, maybe, and we're tired or sore or whatever it is, uh, feeling defeated, yep. that discipline is kind of what creates that process to, to push through that. So, you know, you've had a lot of success, Brent, and, you know, it's, I think it's great to uh, celebrate those successes, but... You know, for a guy like yourself, you know, what does it look like on those days that, you know, maybe people don't see a brand, you know, when those days are tougher and that process that you've created uh, really helps you push through those, you know, what does that look like in those moments? Oh, sure. I mean, it's, it's, we all have had uh, plenty of adversity in our lives, professionally, personally, and there'll be continue, there'll continue to be uh, elements of adversity throughout everyone's life till, till the end. <laughs> um, but it's really about trying to maintain focus on, on the vision, the goal, and mental toughness, and even more importantly, maintaining a positive uh, mental attitude. Um, obviously, my experience uh, as a SEAL uh, came with a lot of adversity, not just in the training, but also in combat and the loss of many, many friends. I can't even remember how many funerals I've been to. And then also still working closely with through the SEAL Family Foundation, there's been a, a lot of you know, hardship when it comes to that, but that's part of the job and part of the sacrifice that we, that we take on. Um, and then just transitioning to becoming an entrepreneur, which has a, a similar, a similar failure rate as, uh, as the steel training pipeline does. Sure. <laughs> um, 
there was plenty of times I literally remember being in tears, uh, having, you know, getting gotten out of the Navy, then student loans from, from grad school and, and just trying to get this, you know, the first business off the ground. And there were days when it looked like it wasn't going to happen or where it was going well for a while. And then it looked like we were just smashing against a, you know, a cliff. Uh, and there's just times where I really had to collect myself and, uh, do, uh, suffer in silence a little bit <laughs> and, then, okay. and then refocus and lean back into those, uh, that mindset that, for example, got me through the SEAL training. Uh, and when you can really reflect on the things in your life that uh, have been uh, put a little hardship on you, but remember, you got to remember back to uh, how you got through it and how you felt after you got through it. And usually life's hardship uh, and those challenges that we face usually aren't uh, as tough uh, of obstacles as we initially anticipate. Mm, well said. And I, you know what I, what I almost hear there too is, you know, with that vision, you know, goal and mindset, it really, you got to have all three and you can't just have the two because uh, each piece of that, uh, that pie there, it sounds like helps contribute to any of those emotions or any of those moments uh, through adversity or uh, just resiliency to create, uh, to push you through. So, um, that's awesome, man. And then, so now, um, you know, you're moving into this speaking thing, a whole new kind of venture, uh, from where you've been, uh, and even re releasing a book. So you know, what is your book, you know, coming into being a, a Navy SEAL to a, an entrepreneur, uh, and now a, a best-selling author, uh, what's that change been like? And what's it been like for you, um, you know, in this new journey and this new path for you? Those are actually also could come with some interesting stories of transition. Uh, the speaking thing also just came about as, um, well, I'll just tell the story. <laughs> you can see how this works. It's another thing that I had never had any real vision or aspiration of becoming a you know a public speaker, motivational speaker, whatever you want to label it as. But while I was running my second company, I had the fortune of landing uh, columns, weekly columns on both Forbes.com and Inc.com and okay. had a plan to obviously use those columns uh, as thought leadership platforms uh, and content marketing channels really to promote uh, the, the the space that, that that company was in, which was a very data-driven digital marketing agency. So it was an opportunity to put some really great content out there and you know, label us and me as the CEO the, as thought leaders in that space. But I also really had more of a passion for writing about leadership uh, and building high-performance teams and how you can apply those leadership philosophies and cultural principles that we learn, and as, as you know, in the military, how we can apply those principles to building high-performance teams with highly engaged team members uh, with a culture that's designed to meet specific business results and how we can apply those military philosophies to business. And so I was writing more about digital marketing on the ink column, but my Forbes column it was titled From the Battlefield to the Boardroom. And I, I still write on it every week. But one Saturday morning, I woke up and said to check my email real quick. And I had a, a personal email from the president of Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, Asia Pacific. So nice. one of the top three executives in the entire global organization, <laughs> who, are, who ironically uh, is now, we're now best family friends. We're godparents to each other's children. And we just spent a week with them in Malibu. They came out from, from London. Uh, to visit us for a week and i got this email from this guy this guy matthew coder and he was like i just read this article on forbes i love your philosophies and he's this high the guy's only 46 years old and he's in that senior level position in, in, in bank of america and so at the time he was 
40, 41. <laughs> and he said he loved the article. Long story short, he, he ended the, the email by saying, can you come out to Hong Kong next month and do a series of keynote presentations and workshops throughout the day at our Global Leadership Summit? <laughs> and so, being an entrepreneur, naturally, what did I say? What did tell you? I sent the email, then I turned to my wife, and I was like, go oh, crap. <laughs> Once what again, what have I been to? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm a public speaker now. So I had, I put a bunch of content together based on some discovery calls uh, with Matthew and some other team members from, from the human resources side, and, and just rehearsed and prepared relentlessly uh, for these events in Hong Kong. And I was, frankly, I was terrified. I mean, my wife traveled with me, and these are before we had three kids. And back then, she was like, I like you so much better after you're done speaking. Because before, before I go on, you can't talk to me. I'm in my head, okay. <laughs> especially back then when I was, I was new to this. It's terrifying. Um, but it went so well that they invited me back to Sydney and Singapore to do the same tour uh, the following month. And I've done that APAC tour for them and some other consulting every year since. And so I found a passion for it. Uh, and it's kind of like an extreme sport <laughs> to a degree because you're kind of nervous and, and high energy before you go on and you feel amazing afterwards, uh, especially if you if you crush it. And so, and I still approach it with that mindset today, even though I during the busy seasons throughout every year, I'm speaking five times a week. But every experience, no matter what the audience is, who the organization is or what the event is, I want it to be the best one I've ever done. So yeah, I go into it with that mindset. So I'll rehearse and I have this very regimented routine every single day before I speak and after I speak. And then, so I found a passion for that. And between my experiences in the military and our constant state of transformation in this post 9-11 reality, the transformations that I had to lead my businesses through through rapid growth and industry changes and other external and inter internal factors, it's just a reality of modern business. I really saw an opportunity to write a book that aligned military organizational transformation philosophies and cultural principles to the world of 21st century modern business. And there's just so much data out there and, and so much research and in my own experiences as to why organizational change efforts typically fall short of meeting their objectives. It's literally, according to McKinsey and Company, 70% of organizational change efforts uh, fall significantly short of meeting their goals and objectives. And in, in large part, it's due to low levels, employee engagement, lack of leadership alignment, uh, vertical and horizontal silos that all organizations have and try to break down, but it impedes communication about what that vision is. So I found this opportunity to align the military's state of transformation to the world of business and backed it up, of course, with a lot of fact-based data and research and uh, you know, some stories from my own experiences in my business. And uh, that's what became uh, the book, Taking Point, uh, a Navy SEALs 10 Fails, <laughs> can't talk today, <laughs> a Navy SEALs 10 Failsafe Principles for Leading Through Change. And it was the number one new release in organizational change and the number one new release in business structural adjustment. So um, I feel very blessed, but, um, and, and it's done well, but it, uh, it was just a, a really great passion project, also terrifying, <laughs> because once yeah. you release it, it's, it's out there, and you're opening yourself up to, uh, to criticism and, and, and you know, questioning about certain theories, but uh, luckily, so far, so far, so good. You know, and, you know what I, I appreciate, Brent, is, is uh, the honesty there. You know, there's a, you know, we look at you as a guy, you know, uh, successful Navy SEAL, and you know what, you still feel the things that everybody else feels. Um, 
but through your processes and just, you know, mentioning a discipline and vision and mindset, you, you know, you overcome those moments and through those discomfort, um, for you has been a lot of really great opportunity, uh, through just putting it out there, um, and not really having a schedule, just kind of going with what opportunity comes your way. So I just want to tip my hat to you, my friend. That's, uh, it's, it's just like, I just smiling the whole time you're talking to me. That's just a great story. I appreciate <laughs> hearing that. Um, I, I got, I got, I got one more quick one for you. Cool, let's <laughs> hear it. That has to do with mar- family and marriage. Uh, another cal- piece of calculated risk. I, I met my wife in Costa Rica at the wedding of one of my SEAL team buddies and he married is now married to one her best childhood friend. So they've known each other since they were like five years old. We met at the wedding and literally at that wedding, I told her we were going to get married. <laughs> and a month after the wedding, we got, we got matching tattoos. <laughs> this is before the engagement. A month after the wedding, we got matching tattoos. And two months after the matching tattoos, we got engaged. And then a week after we got engaged, we got married uh, on August 7th, which is coming up next week. And then, and then that was just the, the, you know, the, the formal process. Then we did the big wedding a year later with, with everybody. But uh, here we are three kids later. So good for you, man. That's uh, trust well, I guess the process, we, brother. <laughs> yeah. Trust the process is absolutely right. So, uh, man, I really appreciate that. Now, um, I guess the last piece I kind of want to talk on is, um, you know, what is your vision um, for what you do? So I, I think, you know, you touched on this piece and, you know, vision can be, I think, misconstrued of what it actually should be. Um, I think people put visions as just goals to obtain. Um, So I guess my question for you is, you know, as you trust the process of what you're doing to where you're going, what's that lofty vision that, you know, Brent Gleason is out to to change or, or to do? The, the, the near-term lofty vision with what I do from a you know, work experience is to really uh, help inspire positive change uh, in organizations and therefore inspire positive change in people's lives by making organizations better and therefore you're improving the, the workplace environment, the environment of the employees, their morale, their engagement, and therefore even improving the lives of uh, the customers that they serve. Now, on an even much larger and more important scale, one of the things that I've always uh, told myself and tried to maintain a, a vision on, and it's starting to come to fruition, is is working so hard that I have someday uh, greater and greater time and means from a time, resource, and financial perspective to give back and you know leave the world a, a better place than I found it. Uh, I've seen some of the most horrific uh, war-torn countries you could ever imagine uh, experienced uh, some pretty awful things in, in combat. And uh, and, that, and that's not why I've always had this vision, but uh, but it definitely has, is a contributing factor. And so through hard work and discipline and, and self-motivation, uh, really uh, trying to be put myself in a position where I can be uh, very philanthropic uh, and um, and give time and resources to causes that are uh, near and dear to both my heart and you know, my wife and our, our family. So that's kind of the big vision uh, for, for, for long-term success as I see it. Oh, that's, uh, I love to hear that, man. I think, um, you know, if we all make that, you know, and my, that's part of my long-term vision too, is to really, um, you know, see what's right and what's good with the world and to, to uh, help the ones in need. And I think if we all take that step forward and, and really try to make a serious effort to helping even just one person a day, uh, this world will be yep. in a better place. Well, well you're right. It's, it can be those. It doesn't have to be 
giving a bunch of money to charity or being on the board of some uh, some nonprofit. But like to your point, those micro moments by just being kind or doing something for someone, knowing that they're never going to find out you did that for them. You know, those little things. Uh, if like you said, if everybody had that mindset, God, this, this world would be an amazing place. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would probably put some military operations out of business if because there'd be people just loving each other. Um, I know, man. We'd all be sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> be a lot of jack dudes and gals just hitting the gym all day. That's what it would be. So uh, <laughs> not gonna be working out four hours a day, you know. But uh, oh well, I guess uh, that's good too. <laughs> that's good too. Well, you know what, Brent? I uh, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to connect with me um, and tell me some of those uh, those stories. Uh, those are really uh, open and, and vulnerable moments, and, and I just appreciate you uh, sharing those with me. Oh, well, it was an um, honor and a pleasure to chat with you. I'm sure we could talk about this stuff all day, but uh, let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Brent. And uh, before we go, uh, any last points where people want to learn a little bit more about, uh, about you, uh, what you do, how to get in contact, and even, uh, I guess, your book is probably on Amazon, but any, any kind of final notes there? Yeah, uh, yeah my website is just brentgleasonspeaker.com. And there's also links on there to my Forbes and Inc. columns. So I write on those every week. And that's just a good uh, resource. And people like to share those with their teams and even their, their family members <laughs> as a piece of motivation. Um, and yeah, the book's on uh, in every Barnes & Noble across the country. And it's on Amazon.com, uh, BarnesandNoble.com. So uh, yeah, again, the book's called Taking Point. If you just Google Taking Point, Brent Gleason or Taking Point book, it comes up. So, again, awesome. thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Brent.